What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, we got it. Well, I thought it was going to be a short show. It's actually turned out a little bit longer. Um, don't have any beer news this week. And no news is good news. Ain't that right? But we have a great uh, beer list story that actually ties into one of our beers. And had a lot of fun talking about the beer list, actually. Uh, it went long, so that uh, that's actually perfect. I actually uh, cover my lazy ass because I've been traveling all around this great country of ours. Well, halfway around this country of ours. And just uh, just been busy, just working. And I talk about it a little bit later in the show. So, um, yeah, let's just get to it then. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, well, hold of me anyway. You could uh, DM us on Instagram or write to us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. I still owe a couple of our listeners some stickers. Don't worry about it. It, They're coming out. Like I said, I've been busy, but I'm getting all the stuff together. And hopefully in the next week or two, I can get those out. So, all right, enough about that. Let's get to the show, shall we? So without further ado, it's time for another cold brew. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Overall, pretty good. Seemed like another uh, quick week. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but uh, we were joined by the cricket again. Oh, really? Yeah. Bugging the shit out of me. That's good you had a good week. I had a busy-ass week last week, and... Couldn't get the show out until Saturday, but it got out. Oh, gee. Okay. So I'll, I'll get into that. What was, what was your hater doing? <laughs> Not recording What's the, the show. Shit? Not recording the show. Not downloading and listening. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, let's get to the beer then. Let's get to the fun stuff. Word. So I have in front of me from our good friends up in Flagstaff, Arizona. And this is a this is dark from Dark Sky Brewing Company in a collaboration with uh, Ground Control down here in Litchfield Park. And this is uh, from a this is from a while ago. This is from a few months ago. I bought, I swooped this up and it is called Cielo Oscuro Barrel Aged Imperial Stout Batch Two. It's aged in Buffalo Trace barrels, brewed with agave syrup, chipotle peppers. Cassia bark, vanilla, and Brazilian coffee roasted at or by ground control. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, pop off. What do you got? 
I have from well, technically it's from Lincoln Bear Company. Yeah. You know what this is? No. So Lincoln Bear Company, they have a, an agreement and they make Trejos Cerveza. Oh shit, you have that? Oh yeah. Mexican craft lager. Again, my 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 search for the perfect summer lager is uh is um ongoing. Right. And this is the next one up. Um so yes, um the uh the movie actor, uh the star of the silver screen, Danny Trejo has a beer named after him. And it is a Mexican craft lager. Um yeah, it's made by the Lincoln Beer Company, so here we go. Crafted and brewed here at Lincoln Beer Company, Trejo Severa is a is as badass as its namesake. Hmm. This beer perfectly represents El Jefe and LA culture with its bold, cool, and distinctive taste. The straw-colored lager is refreshingly crisp and clean and embodies everything that makes Mexican beer so damn good. Trejo Severa is smooth and unexpected and is always the life of the party. <laughs> so, without any further ado, Papa. Ooh, that was a nice one. Oh, I think. Alright, so this uh, Cielo Oscuro is it's very um, it's very thin very and a little, little bit hot. Uh, I think uh, two reasons. One, because it has peppers in it. But it just has a really uh, strong alcohol uh, presence. Um, very warm, very warming. And it, I was a, I was expecting a little bit more of a heavier mouthfeel, but it's very light, almost like watery type of a mouthfeel. And I only expected a bigger one because it has vanilla in it, so I thought it was going to smooth it out a little bit. Now it's uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty bold. A uh, lot of huge flavors in it, not only the peppers and the... And the alcohol, but the the roastiness of the malt and, of course, the coffee uh, is coming through. This is a big, huge beer, man. Um, I don't know. I might have need you to come down here and uh, help me finish it. Oh, gee. <laughs> I'll do my best. Very good, though. Very good so far. Uh, probably going to rate it pretty high, but I'll deduct some points for the peppers because, you know, me and peppers. But it's, it's got to warm up. Let's see uh, see how well it warms up. Sure. Well, what were you talking about? Your beer? I was sipping on mine. And, um, okay, so this thing is crisp, but it's very, very malty. Like, mm-hmm. almost like European style. Like oh, okay. lager. This, is, this, this has deeper flavor than... Uh, then they, they they pushed off, which is good. The, the the finish is still clean. However, up front it it's it's deeper and and more rich than than expected. What do you got on the? Uh, what about the color? Is it like a, a like yeah. an amber color or is it a, like a straw? It's it's kind of a it's more of a straw, almost okay. gold, but it definitely not amber. All right. Oh, um, I forgot the stats too. So, um, this is, uh, this is 7.4 ABV. Oh, that's big. That's big for a lager. And it, it says, um, you also the can nectar of the Mexican God. <laughs> so there. All right, then. All right. So we will, um, rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show. And to 
see what we rate the beers before the show comes out, just go to Untapped and search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. Uh, but right now, it's not time for the beer news because, yeah, I've just, uh, I, I want to do a short show uh, this week. Um, I just have a, a lot on my plate and I'll t- go into it a little bit later, but so yeah, we're just, uh, we're going to forego the news. I mean, there'll be more news next week. I'll make up, I'll make up for it. So that means it oh, we'll, brings... we'll make some up. Yeah, we'll, we'll make our own news. There you go. Uh, let's see here. We, that means, uh, it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's time for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, we proceed to give you what to you, you need. The list already, huh? Yep. Well, in honor of, um, the beer I have today, what is Danny Trejo best known for? Oh, that big tattoo on his chest. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, he's an actor. Uh, he's an actor. Physically, yes. yes. But, okay, what type of roles does he know? Um, he's usually like a like a like a badass or a, a punk or a bad guy. Usually because he's got that real um, grimace, you know, hard grimace, and yeah, that's uh, that's what I would characterize him at. Okay, so I get what you're saying. And mm-hmm. in the vein of what he plays, this is kind of a list he would not be on. Okay. This is the this is the most useless henchman in movie history. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was yeah you know he was a henchman and then uh, he just is like magnetized. Uh, he just has so much charisma on the screen. He just kind of um, built up his own reputation and he became a like a leading man of, of sorts. Right, yeah, and at the same time, whenever he was a henchman, he was like the badass henchman. Like he was the, uh, granted, like, you know, he was he was killed to to get to the final boss in a lot of situations. However, he was uh, the shot caller amongst evil goons, if you will. <laughs> I I agree with that. Fair to say, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, where should I start on this? Um, how many? Um, how about fifteen? Top fifteen. At 15? Yeah. So 15 yeah. to 1. All right, that's ambitious because it only starts at 13. <laughs> okay, 13 is fine. All right. Number 13 is already going to start a lot of controversy. I'm kind of for it, kind of against it. At the same time, I, re- I, re- I respect the list because I'm sharing it. Number 13 is Darth Maul from Star Wars Episode 1 Defender Man. Huh. Why is it the worst? What do you mean the worst? I mean, like, why is he on the list? Oh, it's because, um, I guess his role, like, you know, he was portrayed a badass, but he came in and, and exited too, too soon. Yeah, and we didn't get a lot of backstory with him. He looked awesome, you right. know, with his his uh, his face paint. Is that, is it, or is that right. just his skin? You know more about it it's than me. tattoos. Okay, all right. And then, yeah, it's tattoos. Yeah, then like that—that that was the thing because he was such a a, a a character people wanted to know about. Like later on, like they wrote stories about how he lived and he showed up in Star Wars, uh, Rebels, and Clone Wars, and, and all those other. You know, I, I don't know about wait, hold on. for sure Clone Wars. I'm not sure about Rebels. Mm-hmm. At the same, at the same time, it's like he was. Uh, he, he was portrayed, he was uh, brought back in, in the Star Wars lore for a while. And yes, he was killed again. 
yeah he, yeah he did and i was gonna say first it was just his look and then when he had the double lightsaber which in the star wars world was the first time we've ever seen it in a movie it was just uh it was captivating and then he dies it's like fuck right so yeah there was more stuff in, in the even comic books and in, in novels and stuff mm-hmm. yeah so that's his thing is a quick in quick out and okay. uh you know kind of like uh the guy who uh Indiana Jones shot with the gun. <laughs> right. Doing all the sword shit. You know, it's kind of like, they're like, wow, okay, we got something here. And like, oh shit, he's dead. Never yeah. mind. You know? <laughs> right. I, unlike the Indiana Jones guy, though, I don't care, really care about his backstory. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's, what's number 12? Or who's our number 12? Who's our number 12 contestant or list entrance? The guy from the Indiana Jones movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he beat Darth Maul. Yes, he should no, be number no. fourteen. Number, t- yes. <laughs> number twelve is is Mr. Kobayashi from The Usual Suspects. Oh, you know, I I, I don't remember who that was. Yeah, I remember the movie. Loved the twists. I remember the the lineup scene was fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so here. Okay, so here's the thing. This this list also has like. Uh, like little notes. So his boss was Darth. Like going back to Darth Maul, his boss was Darth Sidious. His specialty was fearless, aggressive fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then why he should be fi- fired is is a long uh, paragraph. But this guy, his boss was Kaiser Stoze, especially with steely, steely resolve. And his his description on why he should be fired is shorter. Where it just uh, he was a made up character in a story within the film. So, oh okay. Oh yeah, that's right. So he sounded like a good henchman, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay, now, now now that makes sense to me yeah. anyway. Uh, our listeners are yelling at at their device right now. Yeah. Next. So number number eleven is. Let me see if you know this. Is uh, Lurtz. You seen that right? L U R T Z. Yes, it sounded like you you should pronounce it Lurtz. Okay, but do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. Okay. Did you see the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Yeah, the original trilogy. Not yeah. the not the Hobbit trilogy. Right. Okay. Well, what, what about it? That was that that super orc. Remember the story? Like the. Do you know how orcs are made? Oh yeah. And yeah. they show like, and they show that big badass orc where like it's a, it's kind of like a mutated elf or something like that or like a, a specialty bred elf, right? Yeah, but I mean, that was because of the years. <laughs> well, yeah, but like they show like how, like <clears throat> some of the like that was the thing. That, like if you read the books too, there's like the elf orcs and then like the gremlin orcs too. There's like mm. there's several types of orcs. Yeah, but, the, it, it looked okay, like there was so, a few in there. Yeah, but this is that one that was supposed to be like you look at him as like the badass and he, he's got the big old freaking bow and arrow and all that stuff. Got the the white hand across slapped across his face oh yeah i remember that okay now that you said that okay that that's his name i didn't know any of them had names right well that's another <laughs> thing you have to read the book oh yeah well yeah. who's got time for that all right so his boss was sermon especially with strength brutality and general orc thing mm-hmm. but he's an idiot <laughs> okay Next. number 10 Count is it Rugen? Rogan. Rogan got his own podcast. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rugen. Count Rugen? Who's that? The Princess Bride. Oh, is that that was his name. Yeah. His boss is Prince Humperdinck. Right. He's an expert swordsman. He had six Who hands. no mercy. Six fingers. six fingers and six hands. <laughs> six fingers on yeah. one hand. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was pretty uh, useless. Uh, when, uh, you know, push came to shove, when it was time for him to... Uh, he fought a little bit back, but he was a coward. <laughs> Number nine... I honestly think this guy is getting just some uh, catching strays, if you will. Hmm. Number nine is Theo from Die Hard. Theo, uh, which one was Theo? Is was he the uh, what do you call it? The the hacker? <laughs> what else would you say about Theo the hacker? <laughs> he was a nerd. No. <laughs> the black dude. Hey, the black. <laughs> wow. I'm a racist. Way huh? to go, Die Hard. <laughs> Way to kill the stereotype. Hey, and well, they have the the other stereotype goon too, right? The remember the, the Asian guy with the, the Asian German. guy with the Fu Manchu. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is when he stole the the candy bars. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh yeah, then the the, the yeah. Aryan, uh, the Aryan uh, henchman, the guy who wouldn't die. Right. So yeah, Theo from Die Hard, Hans Gruber, the computer whiz hacker for International Bad Guy Organization. He was good uh, at what he did, though. Right. Yeah. But um, he should have. Uh, they said he should have seen what he, uh, how his plans would not go would go wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, he should have uh, took an account to all the um, all the stuff that might have got wrong, and so that they, they wouldn't have uh, they could have got away with it. All right, all right. Number eight. I've never seen this movie. Maybe you have. Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove. I I've seen it. I I saw it when it first came out, like way back in the day. I didn't go to the theater, but you know, when it was um. Blockbuster, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a big uh, buff on the Emperor's New Groove. Blockbuster or Netflix? <laughs> no, both. Maybe I might not have returned it from Netflix. Um, okay. Yeah, no, but I, I remember the I remember the movie. Was this, wasn't David Spade in there? If I'm not mistaken, he was like a, like the llama or some shit. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Eh, it's alright. They have some good scenes, but as overall as a movie, it wasn't it wasn't that great. Alright, so number seven, this is kind of a weird one. It current is uh the minions from Despicable Me. All the minions? Yeah. Oh, so that's... their bosses grew, their specialty uh -huh. is inventive, fiercely loyal, and hardworking. However, they should be fired because uh, minions are as cute as can be, but they're also unfocused, impulsive, and very little self-control. Well, that's why you need a lot of them. If they were really good, you only need like five or six. True. They're almost like ants. You know, they like with one minion around, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not scared. But when you have like 300, you're like, holy shit, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with these an guys. Army. Yeah, it's pretty much an army, yeah. 
Alright. It was number six on the list. But actually number one in my heart is Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon. Why should I know that? Yeah. When uh, he says Bob Gun <laughs> and kills Bob with the gun he has. Yeah. The whole what about the whole Bob? You're my number one. I got Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Bob the Goon from Batman, the the, the first Batman, the the nine was it eighty nine Batman? Yeah, nineteen eighty nine Michael Keaton yeah. Batman. Yep, Tim Burton. Yeah. So he was a henchman of the Joker. Um, did you know that that was uh, just Jack Nicholson's friend? That was part of his contract to give him a role in the movie. Oh no, I had no idea. That's cool. Oh yeah, now, I learned that from uh, a few podcasts, including the the rewatch. The rewatch. You know what it reminds me of is the uh, how Eddie Murphy used to always bring his buddy uh, on, put his buddy in, in his movies. Oh yeah, the uh, the most infamous was the one that was um, the the other the extra guy in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah, the guy that he didn't have any speaking role. Yeah. He just stayed sat there and laughed. No, no, no. He he said that he was the one that said you ain't lying. You would never met no Doctor Marvin Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was him. Yeah. I thought it was uh, just one of the yeah. customers. Yeah. No, that was Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, the one in the chair without speaking. That's right. <laughs> but he oh, was God. supposed to speak. He, he had a speaking role. It was cut out. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah. But then, too, that guy was also the, the guy, um, the third guy in the barbershop. He was also, uh, I guess he was the cellmate in 48 Hours as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, I knew he so, was yeah, in. Yeah, quick scene. Yeah. yeah, he was in a, a lot of Eddie Murphy movies because that's part of yeah. his contract. I I want my buddy to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, dude, it hurt me this week. The mm-hmm. rewatchables. Speaking of rewatchables, um, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so oh, I couldn't. I couldn't miss. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to wait on that one? This is the first time they're doing that. The they, they they say it's going to be a future rewatchable, and they're right. It's really good. Just like the first one, it's totally you know you put it on and let's say they're uh, you know the they're what do you call it? They're flying a mission or something. You're going to sit there and just watch like till the end of the mission, you know, or at the um, right. any one of the scenes like the <laughs> when he was like, oh, you know the bird. Oh, I'm sorry, he just does that. You're going to sit there and just watch that that whole little back and forth between all of them until you change it. So. This this next one is going to be like that too. All right, number five, Shmi. Shmi, who's I, I, the name sounds familiar. Uh, from Hook or Peter Pan? Oh Peter yeah, Pan, which movie you what? Yeah, the first mate. Right, so Captain Hook's little sidekick, first mm-hmm. mate. Number four, Boris. Grishenko. Boris Grishenko? Who's that? Yeah. It's from GoldenEye. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know that movie too. Yeah, I know so I've seen it. But... You probably played him in the video game a couple times. Oh, wait. Is that the, the guy? Is that the guy, the other um, computer nerd with the glasses? I think so. Yeah, I think it He's was. A... He's a cyber hacker. Yeah. I know who you're talking um, about then. He's in the video game. He's in the, the story mode. 
Ah. He's a little weasel. Number three, Nathaniel from Enchanted. Not familiar with Enchanted. Oh, isn't that that uh, that Annie Hathaway's movie? I'm not sure. It, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a live action. Uh, I guess Disney Queen movie, whatever. Yeah. Well then, I'm. I'm oh no, it's not a. Uh, no, it's Amy Adams. I guess I was thinking of a oh. different one. This one's uh, Amy Adams, Susan Sarandon, James Martin, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know what? It, the other one, there is uh, Enchanted with Anne Hathaway, but it's called Ella Enchanted. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I, don't ask me why. Fucking, that, was, <laughs> that was in my brain somewhere. <laughs> I'm not a big Anne Hathaway uh, fan, but she is good, though. And, but... But I just love that. The little Annie Hathaway. <laughs> exactly. I love that the Key and Peele skin. Yeah. <laughs> the Norman skin. What movie were they talking about when they said that? Oh, I forgot. I don't know. They they went to yeah. a bunch of her different movies, but I don't know how the yeah. the initial one started. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Number two is... Um, this is interesting because we'll, we'll, we'll expand on this, but number two is Horace and Jasper from 101 Dalmatians. Mm. Now, the picture they have is the animated version of them. Right. However, in Cruella, they they are kick-ass henchmen. You know what I mean? They get shit done. They're like, they, yeah, they're like Danny Trejo status. <laughs> they 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 help pull off a lot of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. You know what? And, and good point. They're competent in the live action one, but in the original yeah. animated film, they're like bumbling idiots. Yeah, they're like bumbling and stumbling idiots. Yeah. Which makes for a fun so cartoon, a, though. It does. I mean, yeah, it, it helps that cartoon story. It, yeah, it gets, it's kind of like a, well, the movie makes Cruella the, the hero versus. Mm hmm. I don't know when Dalmatians makes the dogs the uh, the, the heroes, you know. So right, and, and they do provide a backstory to see that she wasn't always evil, and you can kind of see the, but you can still see like the early seeds of yes what she became by the well, animated cool, film. Cool does not mean evil. Yeah, that's true. It's just like kind of like uh, the Joker with um with. Uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. I'm gonna call him River Phoenix. Joaquin, Joaquin, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. You kind of see, like, by the end, even though he's, you know, uh, committing crimes, you kind of see where he's coming from, and you kind of feel like he uh, is redeemed by the end of the movie. Word. So, oops. Sorry, I was uh, looking on IMDb and I accidentally hit one of the ads, and it started. <laughs> All right, so uh, number one, number one, yes, number one, the most useless henchman in movie history is Otis. Who's that? From Superman the movie, <laughs> played by the incomparable Ned Nedward Beatty. I don't know if his real name is. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Ned Beatty was Otis, the the henchman for Lex Luthor. Right. Yeah. The yes man. The yeah. Another bumbling yeah. idiot. Right. As cheesy as that movie was, you kind of appreciate it when you're older. Yeah. And well, the fact ha that they tried. Hackman was amazing, even though he wouldn't shave his hair for the part. Right. <laughs> Do you know the... Uh, um, in, 
what do you call it? Uh, Smee, Shmee, and and Bodus kind of like remind me of each other. They're both like yes men, but well, Shmee was just—he was really useless. I don't—I don't even know why they had him. Probably just a for comedy effect. At least Bodus was actually Shmee and who? Shmee uh, and what's his name? Bodus? Is that what his name is? Or Otis? From what? From uh, uh, Otis. Superman. Otis. Oh, Superman. okay. Yeah. I, I thought you, you you called him Bodus, so that was my bad. Um, no. I never Bodice. really paid attention to the Superman movies too much. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that guy's name. I, I remember Beatty was in it, but I didn't realize that he was henchman status too. I thought he was just kind of uh, uh, a, a, an extra. Or, or more like a lackey than a henchman. There you go. The only thing henchmen, you're thinking like people who actually are competent and do stuff for the for the main bad guy right like danny trejo yeah like machete <laughs> right exactly or what even was it? desperado when he had the knives oh he took out the whole limo that was that was a badass scene man that's when i fell in love with yeah. danny trejo that was a uh, and then he, <laughs> he had that big old tattoo it is like this guy is just amazing i just want to see more of him and then they started putting him in more things and it was great Good list. Real quick, let's get back to uh, Trejo. I know you. Uh, I know you've seen a few of his movies. You probably don't remember all of them. But what was your favorite one that he was in? Oh, dude. Well, I love the first Machete just because I I went into it knowing it was going to be a cheesy movie. You know, I right. wasn't expecting uh, you know Gone with the Wind or nothing like that. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, I was expecting the cinematic classic and. It was kind of in the Robert Rodriguez like, of course, Tarantino grindhouse, yeah, grindhouse rough, rough, uh, rough action movie. Like I mean, on, on purpose, in, on purpose B film. Yeah, yeah, and, and in fact, too, uh, there was like parts where I wish it was even a little bit cheesier. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, but I'm looking at his IMDb. So, I, I yeah. like that. I, of course, I, like. <laughs> Here's my uh, rewatchable fandom coming in. I liked him in Heat just because uh, I-, I loved everyone in Heat, you know. Yeah. So, and I love Heat, so I-, I can't not acknowledge that. You know, um, you know what, what? One scene I really love by him in Heat, and it might make him seem like a coward, but it, I thought he was genius when he realized he was co- he was going to compromise the highest, and he had to call out. He didn't want to to compromise yeah. his partners. Yeah, that, that's how you know he's a good driver. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing double roller parallels or something like that. Like, you know, the, right. the fact that he, he knew that he was hot is uh, is part of being on a good crew, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And uh, he was also really good in From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> I think that's when he got, he had more of a like a, a, a front man role. No, I wouldn't call him front man. Yeah, yeah he, he had a, a bigger role in that one. Yeah. Yeah, because he was in uh, like Blood In, Blood Out, but he was just kind of a uh, an extra, if you will. Even though he was in the inner circle picture and mm-hmm. everything, right. he wasn't, you know, one of those. Um, it's a bit part, but you know, there's, there's no small roles. There's only small actors, and this guy he right. chewed up the scenery anytime he was in a he was in a small role. No, definitely. Um, I, I know there's a, a bunch of movies I've, I've never seen where I think there's one like he, when he's in prison with boxers. I don't. I don't think he boxed. I think he trained one or something like that. One yeah. or two. Um, 
What else did I want? I wanted to say there was another one on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it now. Um, ah, going through all of his uh, his IMDb, the his top ones were Heat, uh, Dust Till Dawn, and then both Machetes. Oh no! Once Upon a Time in Mexico, that one. Oh okay, yeah, he was in that one, huh? Yeah, I liked him in that one. Just because of well, I liked what that movie in general. Yeah, and then um, just his role. He'd been in a lot of things as uh, as far as like uh, um, you know, even bit parts or you know, cameo on a TV show or a voice on an animated series here and there. Yeah, uh, Desperado, of course, he was in that one too, and that was his uh, uh, El Mariachi. But he was only in that because he was in El Mariachi. So yeah. Um, oh yeah, I didn't know he was in Mi Vida Loca. I don't. I don't even remember seeing him. <laughs> oh shit! I just remembered his name in Blood and Blood. Out. Do you remember his name in Blood and Blood? Out? Is it Heronimo? Yeah, there you go, Heronimo. <laughs> good, good fucking memory, man. I totally forgot. Didn't he say like Heronimo? They're gonna send you to Delano or something like that. <laughs> I thought it was Arizona or something like that. Oh yeah, maybe. It, it straighten out your son. Didn't uh-huh. didn't he tell him that? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! They he was in Mark for Death. He played Hector in Mark for Death. Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> Did you hear that Steven Seagal? Uh, or the was it Mark for Death? Hard to Kill. Uh, rewatchables. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was oh, so yeah. great, man. Oh, I was cracking yeah. up. Yeah, Seagal is bad. He's a well, he's a bad actor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, did I tell you about about cinephile? No, what's that? It's like the reverse of rewatchables, where they take a, a movie that's like twenty five or under uh, on a Rotten Tomatoes, and they watch it again just to see if it really deserves a better rating. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So here's the thing: I, I don't listen to all of them because if I don't. If I haven't seen the movie, then what's the point, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, that's a, that's a very, yeah. very good reason. I, I yeah. don't listen to all so, the rewatchables so, so. because of that. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there's some rewatchables, especially when they did, like, Family February or something like that. There was a few I missed because I, I never saw the movie. So what's the point of, of listening, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. It was a fucked yeah. up Family so, February. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, like the last one on on Cinephile was uh, was Battleship, and and I never saw that, so I didn't see it. However, mm. <laughs> thing, I haven't listened to that one in a while too, because I haven't seen a lot of these movies because they're bad. But <laughs> the last one they, the last one they did that I did see was a uh, was Dude Where's, Where's My Car. Oh shit! I love that movie. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it too. In fact, too, just just I because you know that movie's been out of sight, out of mind for years mm-hmm. with me. But they just they just, they just played the audio of the tattoo scene, <laughs> dude. I couldn't stop laughing the first time I saw that. Dude, I, I I couldn't breathe and and I was just listening to it, dude. I, I wasn't even watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they did a good job at like ramping it up gradually. <laughs> dude, you got a tattoo. <laughs> so did you, dude? No. <laughs> Dude, what does my tattoo say? Sweet! What about mine? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet! What about mine? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet! What about mine? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet! What about mine? 
Dude, what does mine say? Sweet! What about mine? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet! What about mine? Dude! What does mine say? Sweet! Idiot! Your tattoo says dude. Your tattoo says sweet. Got it? You know, that's the thing, dude. I mean, it's funny, like, like you know, bad movies, like, you know, you, you scratch your head, like, how they get made at the same time when you when you stop and analyze some stuff. It, it, there's genius there, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a stoner comedy. Genius, genius as in, it, it, genius as in, like, you know, life change. You just, like, <laughs> that is funny. You just gotta look, freaking look at it or appreciate it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and right there, like, they, even though they're not the greatest actors in the world, they just fucking nailed that scene. Those two guys mm-hmm. are perfect for it, yeah. Yeah. And then, well, then the concept is stupid as hell, but you're laughing at it, you know? <laughs> right. Well, maybe a part of it had to do because uh, I was high when I saw it for the first time. No, there you go, yeah. <laughs> that kind of helps. <laughs> oh, man. All right, good I'm list. Almost, <laughs> good list, yeah? I'm like, it's almost like now that marijuana is legal in a lot of states and stuff, it's like they should have, uh, you know, <laughs> Movies that are designed for you to watch high, you know, like shamelessly plug. <laughs> Re-releases <laughs> of the best stoner movies. Yes, oh, the man. green screen. Yeah, there you go. You, you got, you know, of course, all the Cheech and Chong movies. You got, dude, where's my car? Yeah. Um, Half baked. Um, you can even argue what, uh, like uh, the whole Clerks trilogy. Oh yeah, Snoochie Boochies, but Noochies, and then what else? Uh, the yeah. other one. Uh, um, Oh man, it, it it I totally I I totally had a brain fart right now on stoner movies. I just had you know what? Uh marijuana affects the memory. No. It oh man. I had to remember it if I was told. <laughs> oh, you know, you can argue Tenacious D that Pick a Destiny was a stoner movie cuz it was so stupid. Oh, but yeah. I saw it high and I was laughing my ass off. Oh man, good times. Hey, so how's your beer treating you, man? Good. Almost good. Good, enjoying it, man. Like I said, yeah, it's it it opened up. It, it's got like up front, very very Germany. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna rate our beers right now on a tap. So uh, let's see here. I'm going to untapped in. Gonna go to discover and then type in. I'm just gonna type in uh, Trejo. There you go, Trejo Cerveza by Lincoln Beer Company out of Burbank, California. 4.7. I thought you said 7.4. No, 4.7. Did oh. I say 7.4? I, I heard 7.4. That's why I was like, whoa, that's a big one for a lager. So maybe I heard it wrong. Oh. So my bad. I'm not. I'm not drunk or high right now either. Promise. All right. So, what would you like to rate this beer at? Um, I'm gonna give it to honestly for a Mexican style lager. I'm gonna give this a four point two five. Wow, that's a big huge bump. I'll tell you what it was rated after um, I leave the note. So you really like this one, huh? This might be one of your higher rated ones this summer. So far, yeah. 
Nice. I, you know what? And, and I kind of suspected you might because I know you love the the big multi forward beers. Yeah, this is a rich multi one. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's kind of my my alley. It still got a crisp finish though. Oh, that's good. That's very good. All right. What? Um, yeah. So, what, what notes would you like me to type in? Um, multi. Okay. Rich and crisp. Rich, rich and crisp, huh? Crisp. Oh, misspelled crisp. There you go. I got it this time. Save and check in. Oh, we got another badge. Level seven of riding steady. Mm-hmm. Better than riding dirty, right? I'm sure your PowerPoint will uh, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, let's see, right now we have it has an overall rating of 3.60. We have four friends who've rated it for an average of 3.66. Uh, let's see, our buddy Eli. Uh, well, he checked in. He never le- he never rates it. Hefe gave it a 3.5. Uh, John WC gave it a 3.4. Philip Schmid. Give it a 3.75. And our friend Rachel Benkowski gave it a 4.0. Yeah, so she liked it too. There you go. I don't know if those, any of those other guys are uh, working for their Cicerone, but Rachel is, and I really uh, respect her. Not that I don't respect the other guys' uh, ratings, but she gave it a 4.0, and she wrote the note, The Machete has a beer. Um, I, I'm going to have to talk to her in... Tell her to change it to El Machete. There you go. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. And uh, let's see. On So my beer, if I could also um, mispronounce it, is Cielo Oscuro. And I like this one. Um, as far as stouts go, I was... I was thinking it was going to be more of a... I, I guess maybe I was thinking it was going to be like a, a dessert type stout just because it had the vanilla in it. and um, But it's more... It's more like a sweet stout. Not like a lactose stout, but it, it's got a lot of sweetness to it. That might be from the vanilla and maybe the, um, the agave syrup. It is syrupy, but it's not like a, like a, like a big mouthfeel, like a, like a pillowy. Uh, type of stout so it's good um it's still not my favorite even though there's peppers in it it's not really uh it's not that hot as far it's not spicy but it is hot as as far as the uh alcohol goes this one this was very perplexing to me like some sips i want to give it like a 2.5 other sips i want to give it like a a 475 so what's right in the middle of that uh like a like a three seven five maybe. Word. All right. So here I'm gonna type it in. Cielo. Oh, scuro. And this one's batch number two, so I'm gonna have to look for batch two. Um, it says B two, so I'm I'm guessing that one's a batch two. Overall rating of four point five three. One of our friends has rated it at four point five. Uh, that was our buddy, or my buddy Matt Hines gave it a 4.5, and his comment is, hell yeah! <laughs> I wonder if he uh, had two of them, um, smacked them above his head, and then poured both of them down his throat. 
Can I get a hell yeah? Uh, let's see here. Uh, check in three seven five, and this was like months ago too. So um, I I didn't expect it to be so uh, coming out so hot. So I'm gonna say it's strong and bold, and give me another synonym for uh, strong and bold. Strolled. <laughs> No, not like a combination of words. What's, what's the what's the the vocabulary word for when you have a combination of words? Ah, I forgot. Compound word? No, not a compound word. Compound word be, be like bookcase. A uh, contraction? Eh, not really a contraction. That's because uh, I didn't shorten anything. But anyway, um, strong, bold, and um, hmm, it's another name for strong. Another word for strong. Uh, buff. There you go. <laughs> and buff. Buff. There you go. <laughs> buff beers. That's a new category. <laughs> buff beers. <laughs> oh, I locked the badge. Buff beers. Uh, who who would have known? <laughs> Obviously, you knew. All right. So last week, moving on to uh, past the beer uh, ratings. Uh, last week, man. So we recorded the show, right? It was a. Uh, when we, we recorded Sunday night, I was all done packing because I had a 6 a.m. flight on, on Monday morning. Went out to uh, Harrison, Arkansas and just for training because I told you I've been doing that uh, top range competition to. Uh, it's basically just a, a, to. How, how do I say it without sounding too pompous? I'll just, I'll just say it. we're the best of the best in our company. And they want us to compete in the national competition on, to test our knowledge on on our jobs. Basically, how good we are at our jobs of knowing all the federal regulations and all the proper procedures, the, the recommended procedures by the ATA, the American Trucking Association. Um, and so we went out there and I figured, ah, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take the show. We just recorded it. I'll take it, take my laptop and, and I'll get to... to edit the show because i've done it before like when i went to the vegas one i took the recording and i uh you know did the did the editing shit i think in 2019 we actually recorded while i was uh in the hotel room i remember leaving and being all drunk and then anyway uh so i thought of course i'm gonna have time but dude i had no time i had no time to do anything (laughs) anything that i wanted to do it was either we were at school or class or then we went out to eat um, had some beers out there and it was, uh, and then we got to back to the hotel room and then we were studying or just hanging around drinking. So, Howdy. uh, so I stayed at a, at a hotel and right around the corner, there's a liquor store. And so I walked over there and grabbed a couple six packs of local beer. One was a Harris, uh, Arkansas beer. The other one was, was a Missouri beer, an IPA and a creamy, um, no, no, not creamy. Uh, a cream ale. That was a cream ale. Creamy amber, I think they called it. So it was amber ale with a little lactose added. And they were pretty good. Not too bad. Uh, and then on the last night, we went to... We stayed in Springfield, Missouri. Now, I talked about that last time. I went to Mother's Brewing. This time, we went to uh, Springfield Brewing Company. And I went oh. to... Yeah, and I went to their... Uh, uh, on the wall... They had they have a bunch of medals uh, that they won and some trophies from the GABF. Uh, most of most of the 
medals were from like the uh, early 2000s and their wheat beer actually won a lot of medals it won like a silver and a gold and a bronze you know depending on the year you're looking at so they and their brown ale their wheat and brown ale that that's what they're famous for out there in springfield missouri at the springfield brewing company so but i like their ipa um in fact i got a uh, a shirt uh from there it's like one of those you know those um those t-shirts Is it I, say i heart ipa <laughs> no but you know those uh I call them the hip hop shirts, where like they just list the crew. They just what? They list like the the crew uh, the crew names. Like say if it was a uh, Wu Tang Clan, it would say like Rizza and then the ampersand, you know, the and sign, and then Jizza oh. and, and Old Dirty Bastard, and you oh. know, like one of those. But it said uh, more hops and oh uh, no, more malt and more hops and more legendary. But that, yeah. that was cool, and they had their yeah. They're called Manifestor. Oh, okay, that's what it's called. Oh, okay, nice. I like that. Yeah, I didn't know that it had a uh, a specific name. So it's not, yeah. yeah. So that's what I did. I uh, I drank a lot and I ate a lot and um, I had a great time though and learned a lot. Uh, I have to go back three more times, man, in the next like month and a half, two months. And then the the fifth uh, the last trip is going to be to Cleveland, Ohio. I'm kind of actually looking forward to that. I don't know if I can get anyone to come with me to a brewery out there, but had a good time, man. Um, I noticed there's a there is definitely a click. There there is like one click. Like most of the guys who have competed for years and they know each other and they have a lot of experience and a lot of stories. It's kind of clicky kind of clicky and it's hard to get into that click and i don't even know if i want to get be in that yeah. but at the same time we're, we're all a team i know that you know i can put differences of personalities aside and um just you know try to help each other uh win the whole fucking thing so anyway that's why there was no show uh until saturday this week because i just didn't have any time and I, when i flew back on friday I got in. Oh, yeah. Did your new click say no show on Saturday? <laughs> no. You know what I did is is I knew I was going to be, uh, I was flying in like at 1130. Dude, I had to get up like at uh, 5, 4, no, 530 in the morning. And now it's like Missouri time. So over here, it's like 330. And I, I yeah. finally got in. No no problems uh, this time with the flights. Didn't have to, I couldn't play first class, but uh, I, uh, I got in like around 11:30, and so then I texted some of my friends, uh, some of my beer friends, and uh, met up over at Rainhouse uh, Brewing Company. Um, met up with them uh, over there, had a couple beers, came home, um, unwind a little bit, unpacked, and then uh, went to go see my daughter. I just didn't even have any time on on Friday to, to edit, so I did it Saturday morning. As soon as I was done, posted the show. Um, this one is I thought it was gonna be shorter. This is like already going on 49 minutes. So eh, it's a little bit shorter than last week Not too much All right, All right man, anything else you'd like to add or any questions or any concerns any suggestions any answers? Yes, what is that? No, that's the <laughs> Okay <laughs> Oh man, I had a uh, oh, we had a uh biology teacher uh, in high school 
<laughs> we, we both had him um, not at the same time but uh he'd al- he'd always ask any any questions like uh, you know after or, or you know inside of a a lesson and then no one would say anything and he'd always ask any answers i thought that was funny that was the first time i ever heard yeah. that all right so thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew podcast i am greg wait yeah sorry sorry you ever um listen to someone and they go any questions comments concerns i've heard people say that yes yeah so like well what are you concerned you didn't tell them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next time uh, anyone asks me that, I'll I'll throw that back in their face. <laughs> oh, you know what? When uh, when we're doing our training, we're doing tests. It's basically just a bunch of practice tests, just to get us ready for the competition, because it's just a series of tests, rotation of tests. Um, they say don't forget to ask your uh, the station um, supervisor or the the person uh, overseeing the station you're at. Don't forget to ask some questions, because they, if they say no, then they say no. But if maybe they can give you like, is it weighted? Like, is the written part worth more than the the practical part? You know, because if it's the practical part is worth more, then why start in the written part? Go to the practical part, get as many points as you can. It's it. That's basically what I learned this time is how to play the game. Word. So uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask. Uh, so what's the answer to number one? Yeah. <laughs> D, right. D, D, D. Dude, there, there was some like uh, it was multi- a lot of them were multiple choice, and if we started running out of time, like they would give us like a, a five minute warning, and if I had like a like half the test left, oh, you, you know, like you know, I was keeping track in my mind, like okay, I think I only have a minute left, dude. I just they call it Christmas tree in the the test, yeah, and sometimes I would just put C C C C C C C, because everyone knows C is the answer. Word. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. Until next. <laughs>